The time that's unlimited? The number? Yes, 5995. Mr. Who? Lazenby. Yes, Mr. Lazenby. I'd be only too pleased to see you. You're just next door, you say? Yes, yes, I look forward to seeing you. It's a matter of what? Coal. You need it. Oh, if I may say so, we do as well. <laughs> anyway, be seeing you. Aubrey Mason at your service. At Assignments Unlimited, we do anything, anywhere, at any time. 33 Half Moon Street. Ten minutes later, Mr. Lazenby was ushered into my office. Mr. Lazenby, sir. Thank you. Come in, Mr. Lazenby. Please sit down. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mason. Now, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to trouble you at such short notice. Well, that's what we're here for, Mr. Lazenby. You may wonder why I've come to see you. The fact of the matter is, I, I need help. Well, that's the usual reason for people coming to see me. Now, how can we help you? Lorry drivers. That's what I need. Lorry drivers. Yes, in what connection? Well, I have a firm, an engineering firm in Cumberland. That firm's got to keep running, and it can't run without coal. Now, Madeira's stockyard is 40 miles away, and it's a nasty run in between. I don't quite follow, Mr. Lesney. Well, the factory's situated up in the fowls. It's a tough road in between. As I've already said, if I don't have coal, I, I can't keep my machines working, and I've only got three days' supply left. Yes, Mr. Lesney. Well, the truth of the matter is, recently a series of accidents have taken place with my lorries. Oh, a whole heap of things. Punctures, big ends gone, and only yesterday I had a lorry go over Little Fowl. Yes, but I, I still don't quite follow, Mr. Lesenby. I appreciate you have difficulties over coal supplies, but, well, I, I don't see how we can help you. I want a lorry driver. Not only one who is qualified as a lorry driver, but one that I can trust. I see. You're suggesting that someone's trying to prevent you from obtaining coal. Exactly. I'm sure of it. Mr. Lazenby, there are a number of haulage contractors in this country. I can't say that I'm acquainted with them in your area, but why don't you get one of them to transport your coal for you? What? With a railway strike on? <laughs> you can't get anybody to carry anything for you for love nor money. Oh, I see. So what you want is a man to drive one of your lorries and just a little more. Yes, Mr. Mason, just a little more. I also want him to find out who is trying to break my business. <laughs> A few minutes later, Lazenby left my office. It appeared that his factory was close to Crossfell in Cumberland. The nearest station was Carlisle, and that's where I was going to send my dear Cannon. It was cold in London. I wondered what it was like in Cumberland. At that moment, Cannon came back into the office. Wow, it's, uh, it's cold outside. <laughs> Funny you should say that. I've just had a man to see me about coal. Well, it's about time, too, Chief. We'll all freeze to death before long. No, not that sort of coal. Would you like to sit down, Cannon? Uh-uh. I know that look. What's cooking, Chief? Well, it's all a matter of coal. Uh, by the way, you have got a heavy-duty license, haven't you? Yes. Well, you've got a little assignment. Driving coal from Carlisle to Crossfell. Is that so? And where the heck is Crossfell? Oh, somewhere in Cumberland. You're booked in the 10.30 to Carlisle, and Mr. Lazenby will meet you at the station. He's flown back already. Lazenby? Yes, uh, he's the man. His factory appears to be on the top of a mountain. Further, it appears that somebody is trying to do him down with his transport. 
It's up to you to find out who's trying to do who. Well, thanks, Chief. That sounds an interesting assignment. Did you say 10.30? Well, I'd better shift. Uh, third class, I suppose, as usual, or am I going cattle truck this time? First class, Captain, with Mr. Lazenby's compliments. I hope you don't find it too cold up there. Well, if I do, I'll send you a wee lump of ice registered post. Cannon duly arrived at Carlisle Station, where he was met by Lazenby. From there, he was driven out to the factory. On the way, Cannon decided to learn a little bit more about his assignment. So, uh, what you want me to do, Mr. Lazenby, is to transport coal from Carlisle to your place of cross -fell. That's absolutely correct, Mr. Cannon. Thirty-five miles. Twenty-five miles of easy driving from the yard I showed you just now, with ten miles of Al at the end. Now, it's that ten miles that worries me. I've had a series of accidents lately, and all on that stretch. Aye, and now I've got me foreman in hospital with a smashed up leg. Is that so? Aye, looking to be alive. Went over the edge at Little Fell. It appears his brakes failed. Now, I look after my transport, Mr. Cannon, and I just don't understand what's going on. You mean you think somebody's uh, trying to sabotage you, huh? I, uh, I think I'd better explain things a little more fully. Now then, I have a factory here in which I'm producing a, a form of plastic. It's indestructible, light. In fact, it's a revolutionary design for the buildings of bodies for cars, aircraft, canopies, and... Well, if you want to come near a home, refrigerators, stalls, anything you like... You may wonder why my factory's in the middle of nowhere. Well, the water that I draw from the streams here and the springs is ideal for my purpose. But it has its disadvantage. In order to keep my machinery turning, I must have coal. I'm short of it, and if I don't get it, production will come to a standstill. And it has a long way to come. Then uh, I imagine you have some pretty important contracts. Yes, I am. One in particular. I see. Uh, Mr. Lazenby, you think that somebody's trying to grab that contract from... It appears to be that way. Look, Cannon, I, I don't want you to think I don't trust my staff. There are fine lot of men. I've had them a long time. Nevertheless, there's something somewhere going on that I don't understand. The occasional puncture or breakdown, yes, but not a series of mishaps as has happened to me just lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly food for thought. Anyway, you'll be staying with me. Mill it over in your mind tonight. Tomorrow morning, I'll get you out on your first run. Now, what I want you to do is to keep your eyes open. And if there's anything that seems odd to you... Cannon rang me the following morning from Carlisle. He was his usual efficient self. Assignments unlimited. Hello, Chief. Is that you? Oh, it is indeed, Cannon. How are the fells? Lots of snowballing and that sort of thing. Oh, Chief, please. By the way, where are you speaking from? The coal yard in Carlisle. I've just come in to collect my first load. Yes? Well, it seems you have nothing else to report. No, not really. Except I slept in the baronial suite last night. And the roads to this cross fell are like nothing you've ever seen. Hairpin bends and drops into oblivion on all sides. Well, if you've no more news, have fun and keep me posted. Okay, Chief. Uh, there's something going on here, but uh, I don't know what. Well, how are we doing, boys? Your load's on. Fine. Well, if I can find my way back, here's some more coal for Mr. Lazenby.
all blimey trousers, and he lives in a castle flat. <laughs> well, this is no flat, and it's cold, not garbage I'm carrying, but it'll do. Oh, my man, Jeepers, I've forgotten that corner, and, and here comes that hill. Doesn't seem we're gonna make it. Uh, I don't like the sound of that. Well, let's have a look. Uh, well, there's uh, certainly enough heat. It's not boiling. No. Nope. Well, there's water. Well, let's have a look under. Yep. Get under. That seems all right. Well, then what's this? No plug on the sump. And no plug means there's no oil. Yep. It seems our Mr. Lazen is right. Somebody's trying to do something to somebody. Well, things are looking up. Two lovely slim ankles, and they don't belong to this truck. Now, come on, Cannon. Investigate. Well, hello. Hello. Are you in some sort of trouble? Well, I uh, suppose you could call it that. It appears that some palooka has uh, annexed the plug from my sump. Mm, that's bad. Are you working for Lazenby? I've never seen you before. Yeah, I, uh, I started in today. Ah. Seems as though you're in a bit of a jam. If you like, I, I can drive you through to Lazenby's engineering. Would you? That'll be most kind. I, uh, I certainly can't move this heap. Are you? Uh, you sure it's not trouble? Not at all, Mister. Uh, Cannon's the name. David Cannon. Mine's Masters. Masters. Well, I seem to have seen that name somewhere around here. Well, that is possible. There are quite a lot of us in the neighbourhood. Anyway, jump in, Mister Cannon. Thank you. Uh, oh, hold on. I'll just get the ignition key. Uh, not that a charge of dynamite could move that. Well, let's go, Miss Masters. Well, there we are, Mr. Cannon. Delivered to your door. I can't thank you enough, Miss Masters. Uh... Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know how long I'll be up here, but uh, I'm only on a temporary job. Uh, maybe we could uh, meet up sometime. Uh, perhaps I could contact you. Oh, that would be fine. Look, let me give you a card. I've got one in the pocket here. Yes, here we are. Oh, thanks. Fellside Horwich Contractors. Contractors? Well, that's why I've seen the masters on the side of some of the lorries. So, your contractors, uh, are you the, uh, the daughter then? No, I'm master. You're... Is that so? Well, uh, how's business? Oh, fair. We could do with more. You do with more? Uh, but I understood that Mr. Lazenby couldn't get transport to bring coal to his factory. That's strange. What strange, Mr. Cannon? Well, I also understood that uh, Lazenby had asked everybody to help him with the carting of his car. Well, he hasn't asked us, Mr. Cannon. He'd be only too pleased to help him. Very pleased, in fact. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll mention it to her. Anyway, uh, thanks for the ride. It's been a pleasure. Well, uh, thanks, Miss Masters. Uh, be seeing you. I hope so, Mr. Cannon. And I hope you have better luck with the rest of your contract. Watching the car as it drove away. Strange. Yes, certainly strange. Miss Masters, fellow side haulage contractors. What was it she'd said? We'd be only too pleased to help him. Very pleased, in fact. Yet Mr. Lazenbeard said, I just can't get anybody to help. There's a strike and nobody will help me carry my coal. Cannon stood for a moment and then turning, walked towards Mr. Lazenby's office. A few points had to be sorted out. Uh, Mr. Lazenby, I'm uh, sorry to disturb you, but there uh, are one or two things that I'd, uh, I'd like to get straight. Yes, Mr. Cannon. Uh, first of all, there's something that puzzles me. Um, I understand that you couldn't get any other transport for your call. In other words, you'd asked everybody to help you, but no joy, there just wasn't anybody. That's quite correct, Cannon. There wasn't anybody. Anyway, not the last time I asked. Mr. Lazenby, I've just been dropped back here by uh, a charming young lady, uh, a Miss Masters. Oh, yes. Fellside all its contractors. Well, what's wrong with them? Nothing that I know of, but when I asked them to help me, they were fully booked. I see. Look, I know it's none of my business, but uh, can you tell me a little bit more about yours? You mean my business? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, well, you're a reputable firm, and I'm prepared to let you know a little bit more about mine. Cannon, I have processed a, a plastic material. It's light and it's as hard as steel. I, I'd say even harder. It's a material called tunolithine. Now, I have a contract to supply this material to one of the, well, in fact, the biggest aircraft firms in the country, the Delta Aircraft Corporation. It's possible that others have heard of my invention. Incidentally, I owe the world patent rights. And if they got in first, well, it could make quite a difference to John Lazenby. Yeah, I understand. Uh, you said Delta. Uh, you're certainly starting at the top, and it certainly seems that somebody's trying to do you dirt. Now, can you can you help me at all? Is there anybody that you can think of that might want to see you down? <laughs> I can think of a lot. But if we come just a little nearer home, I'm not all that happy about Masters all his contractors. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been thinking. Yet she's, uh, she's such a nice kid. Mr. Cannon... I thought you were impervious to the wiles of the fairer sex. <laughs> fairer sex in that, she's, uh, she's got a couple of mighty nice ankles. Lazenby? Oh, hello, Mr. Levin. Yeah, uh, yes, well, uh, you see, I've, I've had some difficulties. I, I can assure you I'm doing everything I can. Everything, Mr. Levin. I appreciate that. Your position. Oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yes, I do assure you there'll be no more delays. I'll get the next delivery to you as soon as I possibly can. Yes. Ah, thank you, Mr. Levin. Yes, I'll do everything I can. Uh, trouble, Mr. Lazenby? Ah, that was Delta. I've got to get another delivery to them. If I don't, I'm in trouble. Okay, Mr. Lazenby. Don't worry. This is the sort of assignment I like. How much coal do you need? Oh, as much as we can get. We can't afford to stop production. I've arranged with Jameson on the coal board to keep the yard open tonight. We'll run coal through all tonight. Well, it sounds as though I'm going to be busy. Yes, Cannon, you are. You're in charge tonight. We'll have three drivers on, and I don't want any mistakes. That coal's got to come through, no matter what the cost. Yes, 
Cannon certainly had a tough assignment on this occasion. It was vital that Cole reach Lazenby's. It takes a lot to shake Cannon, and he, as much as anybody else, was determined that the Cole would get through that night. After seeing Lazenby, his mind turned to what he felt must be the opposition. He decided to ring Miss Masters. Three, six, one, eight. Hillside, all contractors. Good afternoon. Uh, hello, can I speak to Miss Masters, please? Certainly. Would you hold on, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, yes? Uh, uh hello there, uh... Uh, it seems an age since I've seen you. Oh, oh, Mr. Cannon. I don't think it's more than two or three hours ago. Anyway, it's nice to hear from you. Are you in trouble again? Uh, no, no, I, uh, I just wondered if you were tied up this evening, say, around five o'clock? Oh, I, I'm afraid I am. I, uh, one of those business dues. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, maybe tomorrow. That sounds fun. Will you ring me in the morning and confirm that? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> That evening, Cannon went down to the yard early. He wanted to keep an eye on things. One of the trucks was just leaving. Hope you have a nice trip. So do I, mate. Though I'll be surprised if I get the reward piece. Seems there's hoodoo on the place. Ah, forget it. You'll get there. Anyway, I'm following in. See you in Carlisle. Okay, Joe. I hope he does make it. leaned against a wall. He found it easier to think that way. There was no doubt that the transport was being deliberately sabotaged. Yes, but by whom? Master's haulage contractors led the field, of course, but Cannon didn't like that idea, not at all. The truth of the matter was, he'd taken a distinct liking to young Miss Masters. He stared out over the yard. In the evening shadows, he could see the two lines of trucks. Ten there had been. One was out. Of the remainder, six lay idle, useless heaps of metal. There'd only be three on the road that night, and his would be one of them. His. Cannon's eyes narrowed. Yes, his. Where was it? Funny he'd left it at the end of the line. Suddenly he went rigid. Was it his imagination, or had he seen someone by the trucks there? He melted into the shadows, moving swiftly towards them. So there is somebody there. Well, you've got a little something coming to you that you didn't expect. Okay, Barzell, come on. Please, you're you're hurting me. Oh. Oh, Miss Masters. But what are you doing here? I I came to see you. I I was passing and I thought I'd just drop in. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, what became of the business do that you were going to? Well, it it finished early. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's all there is to it. As I told you, I came to see you. I, I thought perhaps you might be able to persuade Mr. Lazenby to give us some of his cottage. You see, things aren't too good with us on the farm at present. Mm. That must have been quite a dirty meeting you were at. Dirty meeting? What do you mean? Your hands, Miss Masters, they're covered in oil. You've got some on your face as well. Oh, oh, oh that. I mean, no, my, my car packed up on me as I was coming yeah, here. Yeah, you go tell that to the Marines. Telling you the truth. You see these trucks here? Most of them are dead ducks, sabotages. And now I find you here, opposition haulage who wants lazenbys, 
With oil all over your hands. It won't do, Miss Masters. You've got a little explaining to do to Mr. Lazenby. Now, do you come quietly, or do I have to carry you? I'll come, of course, but you're mistaken, Mr. Cannon. Really, you are. Well, I sincerely hope so for your own sake. Well, come on, then. Things weren't panning out at all to Cannon's liking. If it had been a large, tough man, he wouldn't have minded. But this, well, this slip of a girl, he found himself hoping that he was wrong. It was as they were passing one of the windows of the workshops that Cannon stopped suddenly. Hey, hey, hold it. Can you hear anything? Yes. It sounds as if someone's sawing. Yeah, that's just what somebody is doing with a hacksaw, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, you follow me and keep quiet. It's in the workshop here. Well, I'll be... That's my truck. Yes. And there's someone underneath it. You can see his legs sticking out. Okay, you stay here. We'll soon settle this. Lights, out you come, whoever you are. Church, hey, come out, come on. Well, you. You've guessed it. It was Lazenby himself. When Cannon caught him, he was sawing through the brake fluid pipes. Just close to the factory was a steep hill. Any undue pressure to the brakes, and, well, there'd have been one less truck in Mr. Lazenby's transport, and in all probability, one less driver. Why should he want to sabotage his own transport, you may ask? Well, it was really very simple. Lazenby was bound under a tight contract to the Delta Aircraft Company. Although he held the well-patent rights to his product, Tonellafine, he could sell to no one but Delta. Lazenby was a greedy man. He was being well paid by them, but Boeing had offered him nearly twice as much. But the only way he could get out of his contract with Delta was if they were to take the initiative and get rid of him first due to non-delivery. But his policy of sabotage had the reverse effect, in that he could obtain no one to drive his trucks. In desperation, he turned to us. What he overlooked was the fact that we're pretty used to this sort of thing, and Cannon's certainly no fool. Lazenby got a stiff jail sentence, and another file closed on what I called a bag of coal for Mr. Lazenby. <laughs>